I got no zingers. I got no jokes. That's how the episode should start. That's, that's how the that's, epi- the, that's, that's how the episode does start. That's the that's the intro. That's the intro. With this the right fucking- here. What rolling right now? This is the intro. This is the intro. This is the intro. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jonah. This is the Tools for War podcast where we talk about uh, gear and shit and whatever else. That's pretty much it, man. Um. It is going to be mostly guitar shit, but uh, we're just going to get into the shit that we like, and uh, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, what gu- was gu- what was guitar, bass, uh, you know, fucking drums, l- literally anything that has to do with music, recording shit. Yeah. <laughs> first so let's start with so when when did you start playing guitar when did you start playing guitar was the first guitar you had uh okay that you can remember this yeah this that's a good one this is a weird one because i don't know exactly when it happened i want to say it was like between sixth and seventh grade but ultimately what happened was i found out that my friends were playing music and uh, I wasn't, and that pissed me off. So I was okay. like, I was like, I want to, I want to play something, but I didn't know what. Yeah. And uh, I, f- I don't know how it happened because I don't know if I ever like said that I wanted it, but I think I wanted an instrument of some kind because mm-hmm. I had played trumpet before, but like it that didn't it it didn't occur to me that that was like. Um, I knew it was an instrument, but I knew it wasn't like a practical like well, you didn't when, when hear you think fucking of, songs on the radio. Well, that, when you think of when you think of hey, when you go hey, I want to play an instrument. You know, when you're growing up in school, you you're you don't see a you know, for example, a French horn as like no. that's something I could be musical with. It's like that's just something you do in school. That's how you, that's that's exactly least, that's, it. that's how it was for me. Right? Because yeah. like think of like at that time, I was probably listening to uh, like whatever was on DC 101 and whatever was playing on like TRL mm-hmm. and whatever uh, my older sister was showing me. So it was a lot of uh, the the type of like Rage Against the Machine and fucking like the shit that was popping at that time. The shit that was popping. The shit that was popping. Like, yeah. like the Corns and the Limp Biscuits were huge at that time and it was like it was like the era of like new metal, but I didn't get it with new metal because I get that. I get that. it was so it was so far off from like what I knew to be music. Like part of me always even to this day is always like what am I missing? Cuz it just doesn't click. Mm-hmm. But it, it's so foreign because I grew up on all the old classic metal shit, like the Aussies yeah. and the Maidens and all that mm-hmm. shit. And so, like, that was hard rock to me. And then whatever new metal was, was just, like, I equated it to more of, like, what I was seeing on, like, the sci-fi channel. 
it was like it was like spooky like kind of weirdo freak shit it, it, just yeah like, oh what they, those weren't yeah. like songs it was like it was almost like it was a uh it was like a horror movie or like a fucking um just some kind of like art exhibition or it's, something it's, like it's funny you <clears throat> say that because i think back to the first time so i think i, I can't remember exactly how old i was I think it was like ten, like nine or ten, mm-hmm. and I got the I got the first Slipknot CD, mm-hmm. the self titled, yeah, uh, as a I think it was a birthday gift mm-hmm. from my aunt, yeah, and I remember I was like, oh, like <laughs> this is cool, and I also got a, a Dragon Force CD, and I was like, okay, opposite I, ends of the same spectrum, yes, I guess, if there is a spectrum, some something that. like that. I don't know what yeah. why it was like that, yeah. But you know, Guitar Hero Three was big, so everybody was like, "Through the fire and the flames." And oh, I was like, yeah. "I was like getting into." I was like, "Man, they really rip." And at that time, I don't think I played guitar. But the first to, to get back to the the whole like sci-fi horror shit, yeah. the the first Slipknot record when I first put, I, I remember going downstairs in their townhome in in New Jersey mm-hmm. and putting it in the computer and listening to it and being like, "Yo." This is sick, and I was like flipping. I was like flipping through like the booklet, and I was like, as it was going on, and I was looking, I was like, this is kind of scary. And then it got to the song. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it got to the song "Tattered and Torn," Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure how familiar you are with that song. I actually have no idea. All right, but when I was when I was that age, and was the first time I was hearing it, it Mm -hmm. was so creepy and like scary to me it's extreme i I literally turned it off like i turned it off and i I put the booklet down and i walked upstairs and i went i like the new cd you got me and then i didn't listen to it for a while because i was like that's that's fucking terrifying see i kind of had the opposite reaction because uh because my friend max um who i had been friends with from since like first grade and sixth grade he got that no it had to be seventh grade i don't think it even came out when i was in sixth grade no because it it had been out when I was in sixth grade because I saw Mudvayne video on TV and that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> uh, and I want to say then I was like in fifth grade. I might not have even been sixth grade. So Slipknot had to be out before then because I want to say that I knew that the dude from Slipknot signed Mudvayne. This is a weird ass tangent, but it's all going to make sense because I am going to bring it back together. No, of course. So And, and for anybody, <laughs> if, if you are listening... There, there is an age difference. Jeremy's a little bit older than me. It's not that big of a deal. Get over it. I am thirty-three years young, and I'm twenty-six years old. I, yeah, fuck. Did you fuck me? I guess. Um, so let me get back to the Slipknot thing because yes, yes. then I'm gonna bring that back around to the the trumpet thing and the new metal thing to and the then first guitar, to yes, the guitar yes, and yes. then I'm going to ask you about your shit so we are going to get there it. let's do it but I want you to know and I want whoever's listening to know that this is all going to make sense it's all going to click you're all beautiful and you're you're taking the time to listen we appreciate it Thank except you. the ugly ones you're still ugly um <laughs> so all right all right so the slipknot thing so you said that about the booklet which is funny because I had the same reaction to the booklet, except I thought that they looked fucking sick. I thought they were the <laughs> coolest motherfuckers on the planet. And I was so bummed when I didn't like the music. I wanted to like that music so bad, but it did not. The hit. first Slipknot record? Whatever. Yeah. I yeah. guess it's like, it's like them on the cover and it looks like a photo. And then 
it's like distorted around the side. Is it like, are they in supposed to be a theater? Like there's some border around it, isn't it? it there's, there's a border around there's it. There's something yeah, weird yeah. going it's, on. It's the, fir- it's the first record. It's the first record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it looked fucking crazy. They looked sick. As a fucking like kid who was into like the tsunami stuff at the time, oh dude, it hit, it the hit people that, that really looked like that that were playing music that was big, they were dope. They were fucking dope. But like those songs, I don't know. Whatever, it didn't make sense. It wasn't what I was raised on. I was intrigued by it, like every kid was. But yeah. I don't think that I just never made that jump. Yeah. However. It makes no fucking sense because I was into all the classic metal shit mm-hmm. and I liked all the hip hop shit at that time, which had the same type of vibe because I've always felt like, and maybe I'm the only one, but I feel like the fucking first couple DMX records have the same type of energy. Like, yes, it's a rap record, Absolutely. but like it, it has that vibe. It and does. so like, it does. So yeah. the fact that I like knew the Aussies and I knew the DMX why could I have not gotten the Slipknot to make sense? Because I feel like at that at that point in time, it was so different. It, it was doing something that yeah. had never been done before. I guess. Which makes sense, yeah. but yeah. I digress. Um, so, like, those bands didn't really click with me. M- more of what did was, like, the punk stuff. Because I had yeah. already... I'd been, I'd been skateboarding since seven... <clears throat> It was like a kid's toy. There was no Tony Hawk. I didn't know that tricks were a thing. But, like, Mm -hmm. I got a board when I was seven. Later on, just before I started getting into music, like, the fifth and sixth grade, that era still was kind of when, like, movies had skateboards in them. Ninja Turtles and Bart Simpson rode skateboards. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of when the first Tony Hawk games and the X games and all that stuff, I think, came into play. And so I got into the Tony Hawk games, and as a result, there's no... as If you're into those games as fucking into them as I was or into them as anyone in our age bracket or pretty much any age under 40, right? I feel like anyone under 40 played the Tony Hawk games. Oh, absolutely. There's no way they didn't. Absolutely. And if they played them, they played them for a long time. And if they played them for a long time, they heard that soundtrack for fucking ever. And if you didn't play them, then you fucking suck. Honestly, yeah. You might live in a hole in the ground. And uh, that's okay. But uh, I didn't. So I wanted a guitar or I wanted a bass or something. I think what I ended up getting first was a drum set. And I think, so my grandma was always big into like yard sales and garage sales and flea markets and thrift stores. Oh yeah. So she got two drum kits and I had patched them together and I tried to learn songs by ear, Mm -hmm. but I had two parents that worked for telecommunications businesses. Uh, One of them, uh, the company got bought out and is Verizon. So so she works for Verizon, but I worked, or I worked, yeah, I worked. (laughs) I worked from home at fifth grade. When I was nine age, years old, whatever. I worked yeah. for Verizon. No, but like I would be, at, I would be at home just being a stupid kid, right? And I'm yeah. playing the drum set, and I don't know why they didn't think about it when they bought it. But drums are loud, like you have to hit them. Yeah. So the if drum you, set. If you hit the drums, yeah, lightly, and I can attest to this because when I was 16, I hit the drums lightly. Yeah. If you don't hit the drums hard, you're not doing it right, and that's why I don't play drums. I didn't say it. You heard it from the source. Um, 
So the drums went fucking out the door. Of course. Uh, probably literally, probably fast, probably thrown. But they were out of the house, mm-hmm. so I had to have something else. Okay. So I think I got a bass first, and I don't think I took lessons even then. I think what happened was my grandma got the bass. We've, like, farted around with it, whatever. It, it kind of sat for a while. And then at some point, I think my sister actually picked up guitar before me. Okay. And started taking lessons. And I think that the only reason that I ever actually got the guitar from her was because she had to miss a lesson so that she could go play a soccer game that had interfered. So she could only do one. And my parents were already paying for weekly lessons. So I had to be, I basically filled in for her guitar lesson. And that was my first lesson. <laughs> Fucking sports, man. And then so I ended up getting like eight more guitars from my grandma doing her yard sale and thrifting stuff till I yeah. eventually took all of those, sold them to the guitar center. Probably, they probably bought them all for like $25 each because yeah. they were straight up trash. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the guitars that Mac DeMarco plays from like the 60s. Oh, dude, they have like I, no intonation. I like, knew exactly what guitars you're talking goof- about. I had so many of those. Like with that same like <clears throat> the roses on the pit guard and like oh, the tobacco yeah. burst, but it's like super cheesy and corny and probably yeah. painted. It's probably not even wood stained. It's probably painted if I found one of them. God, that's so sick. But I had like, dude, I had so many of those. And then yeah. I finally ended up with, uh, I, I traded those and uh, I was already working. So I had money from work and I had mm-hmm. bought a, like bottom of the line Jackson Randy Rhodes V okay and a Fernandez Vertigo in uh, like a metallic finish of some sort mm-hmm. I want to say they called it gunmetal they're both like $200 guitars now. yeah um, but they lasted me for a while and they kind of put me on the fucking train of flipping gear and it has never stopped and it has been relentless and ruthless <laughs> and has beaten me to death over and over again. <laughs> and here but, we are today. And here we are today. It has, it has spilled out of control. I have a room with so many amps and just shit that... Like, I don't have enough arms to plug into all of this shit. Like, why do, like you can only hold one guitar at a time. Why do you need uh, all this who, shit? Who says? Who says? Who says? But I don't know. Um, it kind of spiraled out of control. With all the mm-hmm. guitar and studio gear, but that is what it is. That's that is my happily ever after, my musical happily ever after. And it ain't over yet. It ain't over yet. It's never over. The end. <laughs> but uh, what's your story? Because I don't think uh, I I know like, I mean I've known you since you were like sixteen, but I don't know what comes before that. Jimmy, yeah, we've known each other for what a decade now. Yeah. Man, that's crazy to think about, but, um, so I think, so right off the bat, you already know this, but my dad was, you know, he grew up in, in, uh, Ocean County, New Jersey, used to go to city gardens to see bands like Mouthpiece and Gorilla Biscuits, Judge, you know, so fucking sick, all, all, all like the, the cool hardcore bands at the time, and then he joined the army and then kind of fell out of it and was more into like, you know, was really listening to like body count and like, uh, you know, that was when cop killer was, this is before I was born still, but like, yeah. he was like getting into like Primus and like 
you know, listening to Tool and, like, just more, more like, different stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And growing up, I mean, he was always deployed because he was in the military, of course. Um, but every time he would be home, I would, like, you know, I wanted, like, I idolized my dad and I was like, I want to be like my dad. And he would always be playing, this is before it was Sirius XM radio. He just had Sirius radio. Yeah. And so the earliest I can remember was back in when my family lived in New York. We used to go fishing, me and my dad, and he would put on Sirius radio and like they'd play bands like Zayo and like fucking, uh, what, Hatebreed, Nevermore. And like the one that's always stuck that stuck out in my head that's really random and they're like you know, they're really they didn't really go anywhere, but they were cool at the time was this band called uh uh Vampire Moose. And it was with three O's and Moose, and they were like a weird spastic band, but I remember being like, yo, this shit's dope. But anyways, um we moved to Virginia and I was like, Man, I wanna play an instrument and same thing as you, it's like you don't really see like you know like a, a trumpet or like anything like that as like a real instrument even though it is and like you know yeah and and that was that was kind of why I brought up the DMX and the hip hop stuff was cuz I was listening to stuff that had trumpets in it yeah and it didn't even occur to me that well yeah yeah at, a, at an early age <laughs> you're not like, yeah. at an early age you're not listening to music and and you know especially especially when it comes to like hip hop or like you know, any kind of music that's not, like, hard rock where it's all guitars yeah. and bass and, you know, like, real drums and everything like that. You're not thinking of it like that. You're mainly listening to the vocals, yeah. more or less. And you hear the melody, yeah, but it's much. like... yeah. Yeah, but um, I remember I wanted to start playing something. I tried clarinet. Fucking sucked. I have asthma. Didn't work out. Fuck that shit forever. And then um, I didn't own it but in middle school wait uh no no before i go there the first guitar i ever got Mm -hmm. was a bc rich warlock fuck bronze series with the white tribal on it let's go and it was dope i had no idea what i was doing i had never taken lessons when i got the guitar i had gotten uh, a gift card a a 25 dollar gift card to go to music and arts to get a guitar lesson and at that age I had so much social anxiety and stage fright that I was like I can't do this in front of anybody I was like I'm not doing this in front of anybody and so it just started with me just like kind of just fucking around you know and it was like yeah it was bad it was really bad but I had a dope guitar so I was like and it had a coffin case too I had a coffin case with that shit that was the first thing I ever had and I was like yo I'm a, I'm a, I'm a do this. Hell yeah! But then I went into middle school, and then I picked up cello because guitar wasn't a thing in my middle school. Yeah. And so I played cello. I learned how to read music a little bit, and then got to high school, and there was a guitar program in my high school. Yep, I knew about that. Yeah, and uh, dropped cello because I was like, nope, that's not guitar. I want to, <laughs> I, I want to play, I want to play metal. You know what I mean? Like, can't you use a metal zone with a cello. I mean, you could. It'd probably be dope. But if I had handed you a cello with a metal zone, you probably you, you might have figured something out. But it would have been I figure you, it you out. would have had a time. I mean, at that age, I would have been out. like, "What is what?" Yeah. But I mean, now I could. But 
I so I dropped cello. Yeah, because it wasn't relatable, and a guitar it was. was it just wasn't. It wasn't clicking with me like that. It yeah. was. It was cello was at the time when I first started, and it was new and exciting in the way that you know playing guitar is for mm. me. Like I was like, wow, I love classical music. I love this. And then I also was listening to, you know, I'd walk into class listening on my little, like, knockoff uh, MP3 player listening to The Faded Line by Lamb of God. Like, so it was like, it just kind of didn't equate at the end of the time, at the end of my, at the end of middle school. But then I got to high school, started taking guitar, and I started learning and learning and ended up by my senior year was, you know, taking, uh, taking jazz and doing all kinds of stuff. But, uh... Yeah, the BC Ridge Warlock Bronze Series. God, the the White Tribal sick. was the first guitar. And I always wanted one. And the second guitar I got, you're going to love this. Let's go. Uh, I think it was beginning, I think it was 7th or 8th grade, I got a Ibanez RG7321. Seven string guitar. Fuck. And that thing was sick when I first got it and then when I started getting more serious I was like this fucking sucks (laughs) and so to be and and for anybody listening I love Ibanez they endorsed half semi endorsed uh, the band I was in before and I got a guitar from them and it's one of the best guitars I own but anyways that guitar at the time dog shit dog water hot dog water I don't care I'll scream it from the rooftops. It's not my favorite sounding instrument. Um, as far as first seven strings go, though, I feel like that's probably one of the more comfortable ones. So you were oh, yeah. probably good for having it. You know what I mean? Like well, having it's, that. It's, it's cool, too. It's cool, too, because, you know, also at the same time when I started getting into when I was in high school and I was taking guitar classes in high school, mm-hmm. I was not only taking uh, jazz guitar, but I was taking like ensemble yeah. and uh, orchestra guitar. So it was like I was playing like nylon string guitars with the wide ass fucking fretboards. Yeah. And so like a seven string compared to that it's felt pretty much the same. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this is comfortable, you know, just another string. But for, um for the average person or the average kid or whatever like whatever, those seven three twenty ones are pretty much like I would say even now, uh, but especially back then, mm-hmm. as far as like at that price point like you can't really beat that for an extended range guitar. And that's the thing. And I mean, obviously this was like what? It's 2022. I got I got this yeah. guitar probably 2008. Yeah. 2009, something like that. I want to say I bought one around that time too. Yeah, and it was like I I got it as a gift for Christmas and I think it was I don't even remember how much it was, but I know they were going for like what, 350? Shit. 350 400 and I mean to like when it comes down to it if you're trying to get into playing like extended range instruments yeah i think that that's a good starting point and like yes i said it's dog shit but if i were to go back and have one now i'm mm-hmm. sure i could do more with it and make it work but at the time i didn't have the the uh skills or the knowledge of guitars right. enough to make it be good it's it's tough with limited knowledge and limited resources because if you had that guitar now you could probably swap out parts and really oh like, dude it would be it, it would be a whole out. different ball game you know my whole gripe with it was it sounded thin because that basswood body yeah and uh i thought that bridge fucking sucked 
I thought that it killed whatever tone came out of that, and it made the low super floppy. It was also not comfortable for me to palm mute. That's fair. I also pick hard, and I really beat the fuck out of it. You really, so I, you really do. So those like those Ibanez. I don't even. I mean, I've seen tellies with it too, I, so I, I don't want to call it an Ibanez part. But that I, bridge I, style, I know exactly what you're talking about because yeah. I remember that was one of my gripes with it was yeah. the bridge with palm muting. Yeah. In resting my hand there, I remember it was so uncomfortable. There's something about it that was uncomfortable, and I don't know if they've, if in the past ten years they've. It's the Allen screws that, yeah. set the uh, yeah. string height. Yeah, that's, that's what it right. is. Because each string has two of those. It's yeah. it's on either side of the pole or whatever. Yeah, whatever the whatever the scientific words. For that yeah, but but are. anyways, the <laughs> BC Rich Bronze Warlock, tri- White Tribal is my first guitar. It's goaded at this point. It's goaded, and you know what? I w- I want one now because I loved that guitar with every ounce of my being. But I was like. I want something better. And now I look back and I'm like, man, that was actually really sick. Yeah. You know, it was probably like $200 and it came with a practice amp, but like, Oh no, it did. Sa- Cause if my, you found it now. It'd so be here's like the thing is, that, is a couple of years later, my mom told me, she's like, no, it was, I got it off of a uh, Craigslist. Yeah. Uh, this dad was, he, he got it. The, the, Fuck. he got the guitar with the coffin case for his son. Cause he wanted to Shit. play guitar and yeah, he yeah. ended up not playing it. And, my mom got it for a hundred dollars. Jeez. She got the guitar and yeah. the case for a hundred dollars, both perfect condition. And I can't thank her enough because it's like, I mean, that's so sick. Look where we're at now. Yeah. You know, look where I'm at now. It's it's crazy. Honestly, if nothing else, I wish I had a coffin case right now. I mean, who's to say you They're can't sick. get one? You just mentioned earlier you you you're you have a gear addiction. That's true. But let let me let me let me sympathize with you here and yeah. just say I have a gear addiction. You do. That's why this podcast is about to exist. That's why we're we're starting this podcast because up. we literally every time we hang out, every time we text, one way or another, we end up talking about something gear related. The shit comes up. And like obviously, like our friendship is deeper than talking just about gear. But, like, that just happens to be, like, one of the, like, number one things we talk about. We talk about it like people talk about, how's the weather? How's the sports team? Literally. And that it, shit. It's literally, like, like, I, like, literally, I'll just be, I'll be at home and I, I get off of work or, like, you know, I'm just chilling and then you're like, hey, just sent you a link on, uh, on Facebook for this, uh, you know, this crazy, you know, 87 BC rich that's on Facebook marketplace. Yeah. And where I'm like, yo, that's sick. And then it's like, it just goes back and forth like that. You're nice enough and have the, uh, the social skills enough to preface it with, Hey, check this out. I will just do the thing where I send you the link to something and not even say anything. See, but I think that's awesome. Cause it's like, cause, cause then I'm just like, huh? You know, it catches me yeah. off guard, and then I'm intrigued, and I have to look. I I, I communicate in like cave paintings. I I hold like you know when the little kid holds the crown by like the palm of their hand, and they, <laughs> they press like that. Like I'm I'm like drawing like that. That's how I talk. That's how oh. I text. That's how I. You know what I mean? Like rocks for brains, man. Rocks <sighs> for brains. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but, I would say that you know my brain is more. I would say. More like quartz crystals, you know. I'm gonna yeah. give. I'm gonna give That's myself. That's good. I like. Because yeah. quartz is cool, you know. Yeah. 
not necessarily the best by any means, but you can you can do some stuff with yeah. chords, you know. Same thing with rocks. You can do some stuff with rocks, but That's good. anyways, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. We get it. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, one thing we haven't talked about yet, mm-hmm. just as important as the guitar, is what the fuck you plugged into. Oh man! So if you didn't, if you, I see, I I figured that that BC Rich came with the BC Rich practice amp because when I started playing, that was the version of that that I remember seeing was that it came in a pack like that. I know exactly what you're talking about, but you didn't have that. So what did you have? I didn't the first, and I still so I still have this. Okay, Sick. I ha- I have never had the ha- had the just the urge to get rid of it because it's just you know it's it's the origin it's yeah. it's the origin of of where i started and that's important to me and like the gear itself maybe not so much <laughs> but the first amp i ever got was a uh now that i'm older and i know more i can tell you exactly what it is but it was a 112 uh line 6 spider three combo amp oh shit and motherfucker i use the insane setting constantly and that was it i mean at that age what do they expect you oh to do? And, and you know there what? are no other settings and you know what it sounded sick it sounded sick to me then yeah and i'm sure if i plugged into it now i would maybe not think the same but you can always change the speaker you can make it work there's people that use line six still to this day that are like you know, actually, like, making that shit sound good, and it just, yeah. it just goes to show, you know, you can make, you can make, it's, you know, when they say, like, it's not the guitar that makes the player, it's the player that makes the guitar, or something like that, yeah. where it's like, it, you, you could buy, like, a $2,000 guitar, but if you can't play, it's gonna sound like shit. Yeah. But if you can play, if you can play well, and you play a, say, like, a, Epiphone SG, mm-hmm. for example, you can make it sound good. Yeah, you can you can make anything sound good. Yeah, I mean they they get you to where you need to be, uh, yeah. pretty much with the click of a button. Like I never got to own a Spider Valve. I say get to, uh, yeah, because I never owned one, but it was always the go to if I was mm-hmm. going to demo a guitar. Because you go into Guitar Center and you pick up every guitar off the wall. Oh, absolutely. And the only way that you're going to know you're going to have like a gold standard is if you plug into the same amp every time. And up until like the PV Vipers and all that other stuff, it was, it was kind of like you were going to go into a guitar center, grab a guitar off the wall, and you were probably going to plug into a, a fucking line six spider because one, you one of the, knew what it the, sounded like. And it's one of the bigger ones too. Yeah. I, I know exactly. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about because when I was, I think I was uh, either in eighth grade or, or ninth grade. Yeah. Um, me and my friends at the time, we would all have, you know, one of our parents drive us all to Guitar Center mm-hmm. on a Friday after yeah. school, and we would just go and pick up guitars and play them through... I had a bunch the, of friends... The, yeah. the one line six on the kill switch engage setting or something. I know? had a whole bunch of friends. We did the same fucking thing. If we were yeah. bored, we went and hung out together at fucking Guitar Center. And it was sick. It was sick. And Guitar Center sucks now. But, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> support local businesses. Yeah. 
But Pretty much. That was that was my first amp. What yeah. was yours? What were you plugging into? See, I wanted to get into this because it was a part of the first instrument and everything conversation. But as I'm sitting here, I don't actually know the model, but I do know that it was a PV. And it was probably an 8-inch speaker. Might have been a 10. There's mm. no way it was a 12-inch speaker. Could have been like... What, it was, was it like a vintage? It was, or like... It, so the explosion of popularity in the Bandit has been kind of nuts to see. Yeah. Whatever I owned, I think it was after the Bandit. But it kind of looked like one. It kind of had the look of like a PV Bandit or like I, a PV Supreme head. Was it a Rage? Yo, it might have been the Rage. Was it the Rage? It might have been a Rage. Because that's another one. That's another one that recently I've been seeing people are like. I gotta look this up. Kind of like that might have been it. The PV, the PV Rage is it, is awesome, and I okay. It had a distortion button, so it was it was like I guess normally clean, and then yeah. if you pushed, I want to say it was like a crunch knot. Hold on, I'm gonna pull up this PV Rage and see if this is the head. Head. I have the I have a, I have combo. a big feeling that it's the rage because the rage is a tiny combo. Dude, man. it it looked like the rage, but it wasn't it wasn't this one with the red. Okay, it, and the 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 crazy triangle badge. It was yeah. the one with the silver sides. Yo, was that it a was TNT? it. No, it it was a rage. It was a. PV it was the rage. It was. It, it sil- was this with the three band EQ, and oh. it had a push button. So it had normal gain, and then it had lead gain, I guess. I didn't know what those buttons meant, yeah. but I knew that if I pushed the channel button in, that it was fucking... It was gnarly. It sounded like bees, and I thought it was <laughs> awesome. I thought it was so, so fucking so you, sick. So you, you had the, sil- the silver line PV Rage. Yeah. That's, that's, a good, that's, that's a good first amp, honestly, because, I mean... When when you put it in perspective, I like like I was just saying like yeah. same thing with the bandit like people are actually like going out of their way to buy them. Damn, you know? I kind of wish I had it. I bet you could probably find one. What if I found one and it was sick? You you know what I I would say just just for nostalgia's sake, if you find one on your next venture out, whether to be whether it be at Atomic or on Craigslist, Reverb, I would grab one. See, I look right past them though. I, I I'm I'm gonna follow your advice and I'm gonna look for them. But I think like because like I went to Atomic today, and I just my eyes naturally just skip right over the combo amps. Well, yeah, because we're at, we're at a point where you think of when you think of amp, you think of uh, an amp head. I'm so yeah, I'm so a, inundated a, in the, in the stack or, world. Yeah, yeah, that that a combo isn't. And I, I, to be fair though, mind, to be mind. fair though, I feel like most people that go to Atomic to buy amps are mainly going for the. And just to clarify, if you're not from the DMV area, Atomic Music in Beltsville, Maryland, uh, best music. Uh, We're probably gonna sh- end up shouting them out inadvertently every episode. I like mean, straight they, up, <laughs> quite literally. I mean, they're just the best. They're they're yeah. literally the best. Uh, I will never go back to fucking Guitar Center, anything yeah. like that. Maybe Music Go Round, maybe Chuck Levin, something like that. Yeah. But Atomic is the go-to. Yeah. And for anyone who's listening who doesn't know, I don't, I can't imagine that because I feel like it's somewhat legendary, uh, at least regionally. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would probably describe Atomic as 
maybe slightly smaller than a Guitar Center, but just as dense, full of gear, except that it's all used gear that people brought in. They don't fucking buy... I mean, they sometimes buy stuff new, but they don't make it a point to order inventory. And it, in Their turn, inventory solely, or mostly, 90-95%, comes from people it's, exchanging shit. Like it's, it's a 95% used gear, and I know that they have a... Uh, they're a distributor for uh, electro harmonics pedals. That's right. That's that's the one. That's the one thing that I'm aware of. Yeah, I did forget about that. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah. so uh, Atomic Music, Beltsville, Maryland. Check the them sickest. Out. The fucking sickest. The well, best. probably, dude. If I had it my way, we'd get people from the sh- store on the show. I, anything's possible. This is the first thing we're doing. Yeah, it's uh, sky's the limit, brother. They're uh, they're our inadvertent sponsor. Oh yeah, they hook it up. Unofficial every time. sponsor. Tell them German Jonah sent you. Dude, I was there today. I spent money there. But today. actually, just tell them Germ sent you because he's legendary there at this point. Um, if you mention my name at checkout, uh, they will double the price of the cost of the item that you're trying to purchase, and they will uh, kick your ass. They will. They they have brass knuckles in their back pockets. To pull them out, beat you to death. You just, earned it. Just how it is, you know? Um, but yeah, most people... So most people that go to... To, to come think, back to what I was saying... Yeah. Most people that go to Atomic... Uh, usually when it comes to the combo amps... They're going for the Boutique, you know, Fender Twins... Or the, the JC-120s or like the Mesa combos that are in the center that are like the two twelves. Yeah. You know what I mean? And at this point, if they're going cheap, they're going like the PV classic stuff or they're going like orange crush. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's the thing is most people when it comes to, especially like somebody like who has the gear that I have. And yeah, I I don't think of combo amps as like, I'm going to go get this. You know, I want a combo amp. Yeah. You know, I'm not thinking, Wow, that you know that old PV Rage really sounds awesome right now. I'm gonna go buy a PV Rage. That fucking little doorstop. It literally, you know, that like that's that's, that's something you yeah. would like you, you put in like the corner of like a 12 year old's room. But and hope they play it. Please play it. Please play it. And then they turn it on. It's, oh, it's too loud. It's sitting over. It's sitting over there, pulling its tits out, asking you to just show it some attention. Jesus Christ! I mean, am I wrong? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You, but, but anyways, the, the odds of you finding a PV Rage there are very high. I would say very high. I would get it just for nostalgia's I'm sake. Find one. Yeah, it's worth the fifty dollars. I would. If I found one tomorrow, I'd probably pay fifty dollars for it, no question. Yeah, I mean, even if they I had might it, pay more, if they had it priced higher, I'm sure they would do fifty. The thing is, the one that I had, they probably got for free with one of those fucking cheapo guitars that I got. Like, I don't, I would doubt if they paid money for it. True. It probably just true. Oh fuck it, take it. Yeah. Um. So we've talked about. The first guitars we ever got, how we started getting into gear. First amps, yep. we had to go with those guitars. Yep. Now, let's go to... to As of today, what is the most recent gear acquisition you have gotten? You have received, you have purchased, you have been given, that has been bestowed upon you by the gear gods. I'm going to... Uh fuck your question up a little bit because I'm just going to go 
2022 and just say the the stuff I've gotten recently because I did a whole bunch of stuff around the same time frame. Yeah, I, what I mean, what I mean recently, yeah. I mean like say like uh, the past week and a half, two weeks. Yeah, you know, um, like 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 briefly. All right, I'm I'm probably gonna leave shit out, but um, it's fine. The first thing I think that I picked up recently was I picked up this Valve King at Atomic. PV Valve King. PV Valve King head for, I want to say I paid under 200 for it. I don't think I paid more than two. Not bad. I might have paid 250 but yeah. I want to say I think I paid two. Okay. I think it was tagged at 250 Um, So I didn't pay a whole lot for it because uh, I know that they're not worth shit and I knew I was going to mod it. So I bought that. I bought the stuff to mod it. Um, and then I came across... Shit, what did I buy in what order? I don't know. I got the... Uh, the it doesn't Dun- have to be in a particular order. Yeah, I got the the Dunn Effects uh, Blackbeard Fuzz. Shout out Dunn Effects. I Shout have one coming to me uh, tomorrow. And then... What else is new? Um, I uh, built the general. Yes, I will get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I built the guitar electronic. The what? What did I call it? The the general guitar gadgets. Brown <laughs> sound in a box two. Fucking long ridiculous Got title. It. And that's the that's the fifty one fifty circuit. Right? That is what I was going to try and build a solid state fifty one fifty preamp out of gotcha okay. uh it does the brown sound but it doesn't do the 5150 tone so nah. i'm not housing it in a rack <clears throat> unit like i planned on i am just putting it in a pedal casing uh which i did last night mm-hmm. uh and that thing fucking rips and then i ended up just getting a normal 5150 um i got the <laughs> 5150 50 watt EL34 head. And Oof. I th- want to say that covers everything recently. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, quite a few things in the in the span, very short span of time. Okay. Um but like I just had to have it. I don't know. I don't know how that's, else to put it. That I mean that's the that's the way that it works when you are addicted to gear, cool shit and cool shit when you're when you're dope and epic like Jeremy, like me, you just gotta have it. And I will say that I think out of the three, I think the cool the coolest one for me is the Valve King because you know you went out of your way to mod it, and it kind of sounds like you know when you say you sent me a video of it after yeah. you had modded it originally, and it yep. sounded like the SLO, you know, yeah. and that's sick, and it's cool that you know, and and for anybody listening, if you're not you know, if you don't have like a, a high budget when it comes to, you know, buying an amp head or buying your first half stack or whatever, you, there's options basically. You know, you can you can find a Valve King on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist for like, you know, sub two hundred, one hundred fifty dollars. Oh, easily, yeah. And you can make it. You can make him sound good. And this is a good good point of that. You can mod it. You can have somebody else do it for you if you you want to potentially electrocute yourself to death you can try it it could be fun amateur electricians um, you know i mean all the parts i got for it aside from like the cosmetic stuff which i didn't necessarily have to do um yeah that stuff i want to say totaled up around 75 to 100 um 
but as far as like the actual mod parts, mm-hmm. I want to say it cost a total of fifteen dollars, and it was all yeah. shit that I bought on Amazon. It was a couple of resistors and capacitors, mm-hmm. uh, and then I just went on a forum and looked up basic instructions, and it was like, it was as easy as oh, switch resistor number uh, 101 from this value to that value. So it's yeah. really a matter of just unsoldering something and yeah. then reconnecting the dots. Like, it wasn't... It didn't take any critical thinking or, like, any kind of rewiring a circuit in a different way because that, yeah. I don't think I could have handled, but it is, like, as far as, like, replacing values, it was kind of like... A fucking it was like expert mode of changing batteries like that's kind of what it felt like like <laughs> fair, changing batteries in fair a remote. enough I, I i would also say that you know you also do have experience with soldering and you know circuits and things like that so like you know if you're listening and you want to do this i would recommend you know doing your research before you try and do anything or having somebody else do it or just don't fucking do it just don't fucking do it. The Valve King by itself is dope. It's still dope. It is, yeah. It's dope. Uh, you can you can make it dope. It's a good, it's, it's a good beginner to intermediate. Uh, I mean, even that after that, it's 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 worth owning. But especially in those first two categories, there. Um, oh yeah. It it gets the job done, and even if it didn't, even if you thought it was a fucking lemon, um. <laughs> You could still run it on clean and use it as a pedal platform, and it's still fucking great. Yeah, and does it's, does that Valve King have a does it have, does it have an effects return? It, yeah, it's got the send return. Effects send return. Yeah, so you can use the effects and, loop, and the fucking clean is great. Like it's great pedal straight through the front too. Like exactly. It kind of it does it all. It just uh, it's kind of ugly looking. I don't like that. Uh, yeah, that's that's always been the thing. I don't like I, that truck stop fucking vibe to it yeah we'll, we'll we'll talk we'll talk more about that kind of <laughs> that kind of shit in another episode because i can i could really go off on a tangent there and pv's the big culprit there honestly but um as far as gear that i've gotten recently yes because uh, you've made some you, you've made a lot of big changes and dude you fucking built a cab you that's it the secret's out i i built a cab me and my uh, so fucking sick yeah so uh me and my dad started you know my dad likes to uh kind of do some i don't want to say amateur woodworking because he's pretty good he's gotten to a point where he's pretty good at it he can make he can make some pretty cool stuff but i was like hey um when i get back from tour and this was like what three months ago at this point i was on tour with uh uh the the band i was in before called risk me razor and I had texted him, and I was like, hey, we should uh, build a guitar cab when I get home. And he was like, all right, you know, maybe. And he wasn't totally sold on it, but then, you know, I kept bringing it up until he was finally, like, actually, like, down. Like, he was, like, watching videos and shit, and he was like, yeah, I really want to do this. And I was like, let's fucking go. So uh, we're going to be calling it uh, Enro Cabs. It's uh, my last name backwards. Very original, pretty pretty sick. It's sick, it is pretty sick. Uh, but built the first cab. It is a about four feet tall. It's a staggered four by twelve. It's uh, a big boy. Oh, it's a big ass motherfucker. That thing is like, you could you could fit a body in there if you wanted to. Honestly, 
Like it's just, it's just that big, but uh, it has uh, two two V30s in it, Celestian V30s, and then uh, what is it? Uh, two Celestian, uh, what is it? G1275s? Is that what? So something like that. I think you're. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. It's the G1275s, and it's you know it's sounds fucking awesome. But uh, staggered four by twelve. It's a uh, three three quarter inch birch plywood. It looks fucking amazing. Natural pecan stain finish, and uh, beautiful as hell. Oh yeah, and I just ordered some ordered some badges with the logo that I came up with that my dad was stoked on. It's it looks like the Anthrax logo. It's fucking dope. Sick. It's gonna look it's gonna look really sick. But it's pretty much done. Just waiting for the badges, and I'll be posting about it and. Uh, Hopefully we'll be building more, but uh, have that, and that was a, a very big labor of love. So, congrats to, on that, dude! It thank shows. You, thank you, thank you. And I'll eventually, it'll probably, it'll we'll probably use it for some sound clips or something like that at some point if I ever find a way to transport it because that fucking thing's massive. Won't fit in my little four door sedan Hyundai. It's honestly the perfect size. I think so too. But it's not ideal for carrying around. Um, so, got that. Enro cabinets. Uh, keep a keep an eye out or an ear out, more or less. It's all handmade by a father-son duo. And we... So sick. Fucking rock. We love metal and shit. You know, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, got that. Uh, I, like Jeremy, I ordered the, uh, the Dunifex Blackbeard Fuzz. Couldn't help it. Uh, couldn't help it had to have it as we said earlier when you're like us you just gotta have it so i got the blackbeard fuzz i should be getting that tomorrow and uh got to try out uh the one that jeremy has and it's honestly it's it's unbeatable it, it kind of just it does everything you want a distortion pedal to do but it has everything you want a fuzz to do it gives you that really girthy fucking like beefy uh, I mean, for for lack of better terms, when you listen to bands like, uh, like Ilsa or like uh, Dizma or like bands like that, Genocide Pact, Genocide Pact, shout out to Genocide Pact. That's like this is like this is like that sound. It's like the per- It's like the perfect blend of what you would want a distortion fuzz to sound like. There's, yes, it's there's a very specific type of distortion or fuzz or whatever that when a band is a certain volume you're just you, and you're at the show your teeth just rattle inside your skull it makes skull. you physically ill it, it, it almost makes you like and it makes you like physically shake and it's because, perfect and it's amazing like so you want to vomit but in the best way possible yeah so got one of those very excited to have that um it's sick you're going to love it and then i Actually, just the other day, uh, came across a pedal company called Inverted Cross Audio, and I'm not exactly sure where uh, he's based out of, but I believe his name is Ben. I think I his name. I think he's out of England. I think his name is Ben. Uh, we think he's based out of England, but he makes uh, some custom pedals and has his own takes on, you know, like pedals like the Rat. You know, some some fuzz pedals. He has a. He just has a lot of really cool stuff, and all of the enclosures are custom acid etched, so you can 
send them a picture of whatever you want as long as you set it up right and get it on there. Um, but I ordered a a dual pedal, a custom dual pedal that has a uh, TS-808 circuit on the right side and then the left side is a rat circuit. And I'm very excited to get it. I had a custom etching on it and I'll post pictures of it. It has a, a serial killer on it. It's pretty dope. Kind of offensive, but it's it's fine. It's it's dope. It's it's art. There is a picture of your actual pedal on the inverted cross audio. It is, it is true. I'll just spill it. It's uh it's Myra Henley because that picture's fucking evil. She looks soulless, cold, and that's exactly what she was. And uh, you know, when I think of the rat and the TS eight oh eight together, I think of filthy evil cold. It's good. It, it just it works. It yeah. works. Uh, but yeah, so I, I ordered that. I should have that at some point. I'm very excited to try it. Uh, give uh, give them a uh, a look, listen, you know, pick something up if you're interested. It's uh, what is their ad on Instagram? What is his ad on Instagram? Inverted cross audio. We can yeah. put it in the show notes. That's How true. Sick is that that we can say that? God, we'll podcasts, put it in the show notes. Podcasts are so dope. Um, and then same thing with done effects. You know, we'll 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 link done effects for anybody who's interested. If you if anybody listens, you know, I hope somebody listens. Please listen. <laughs> Please, I have a wife Please. and kids. Please. Uh, <laughs> um. But yeah, but yeah. Uh, so check them out. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, done effects inverted cross audio both very sick. Uh, I have the cabinet that I made, uh, I'll have a, a page for that at some point once I have the badges. And then the number one thing that I got that I am just got to try today. Let's go. So a little backstory. You already know this. Um, so I was on eBay one day and I've been, I've been really interested in this, uh, in getting one of these amps that were, do you know how long they were made for? Only a couple years, right? I want to say under a five year. Yeah, so they're period. not so they're not very. Uh, you know, bands use them. You know, for example, Undeath. Uh, both their guitarists use this head, but they're not like really. Uh, you know, highly used uh, amp in people's main rigs. But uh, I was on eBay and I found a PV thirty one twenty hundred twenty watt tube amp uh, where you can do EL thirty four tubes. Or yeah. six Yeah. Yeah, so you could you could swap it out. You have a bias switch to switch between the two. Uh mine has EL thirty fours, but I was on eBay and I found it and it was starting bid one dollar and I was like Ha okay, let's see what happens. And you know, I didn't really wasn't really thinking about actually buying it because I was like, I can't really afford this right now. And you know, normally on eBay, you put in what is your maximum bid? Like, what what is the highest you want your bid to go before you drop off? And I was like, oh, you know, five hundred. Like that's that's probably the most I'll pay. I put five hundred, hit place bid, started at five hundred, and I was like, oh fuck. And I was like, I don't know how this is gonna go. Maybe I'll <laughs> maybe I'll message the guy, tell him I was drunk. You know, if you're if you're a gear guy, like. Or a gear person like we are, uh, and you know, you you stock reverb and eBay and like 
other random websites like Music Go Round and stuff like that, you might come across something in impulse, impulse buy or bid or, you know, do something when you're not of the right state of mind. <laughs> Whether it be drunk, high, just completely uh, glazed over thinking about this piece of gear. Uh, but I had that bid in, ended up winning it. Uh, the guy that sold it was very awesome. Very, very cool. Uh, included the foot switch, original foot switch, uh, the power cable, the back grill. Perfect condition. It looks like it's brand new. And I got it for, you know, a little bit less than half of what the retail price was when it came out. Yep. And just plugged it into the uh, custom staggered 4x12 Enro cab today. And Jesus fucking Christ, it is an absolute monster. It, it is like, you know, the, 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 the tone chase is never, you, you never stop chasing that tone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, 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 the chase for the perfect tone is, is never ending. No. Anybody yeah. who is into gear will say the same thing. There's no, like, you don't, you don't end on one thing and go, this is it. You know, it's you, a, it's just a matter of what's next. It, exactly. In the moment, you could be like, this is it. And I had that moment when I plugged into it today because I was like, when I think of the tone that I want for X and Y style music, this is exactly what I want it to sound like. And do I want other stuff still? Absolutely. That ain't changing. There's all kinds of shit I want. And we'll talk about that. It's it's we're we're going to. We'll get there. We'll get there. But for today, the PV thirty one twenty head is a fucking beast. That shit is nuts. I highly recommend it for anybody who wants just a fucking grinding fucking workhorse of an amp. It has a beautiful clean tone, you know. I I, I may be a fucking we may be like metal guys or whatever, but Gotta have a good clean. But we're 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 cult we're cultured can individuals. We can we can appreciate yeah. a good clean tone, you know. That he, that head also just ha- like it has the right look. Like it, it's it's simple, but it's fucking sick. See, and it's funny too because this will I, I can tie this into when we eventually talk about um, you know shitty amp designs. The 3120 on paper kind of seems like, like the look of it kind of seems shitty. Yeah. Because it's reminiscent of the Valve King. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in the, in the shapes. In the shapes. It's got that wave. In the shapes. But there's something about the 3120. I, I don't know what it is. It might be the branding on the, the actual chassis or what. The colors, something like that. It might that. be a color scheme. It's just it so, helps. It's so if that's fun. not it, it's it at so least helps. Mean. Yeah. It just looks so mean and the fact that literally once you told me, you know, when when I when you first told me what it was, yeah. and I was like I need to have this and <sighs> I saw the Max Cavalera ad, I was like, "Yo." Yeah. Cuz that, like, that was like the first ad for it. Dude, my, one of the one of the first one of the first CDs I ever bought by myself was uh I can't even remember the the name of the album, but it was a Soulfly album, and it had the song "Bloodfire War Hate" on it. I think it was like 2008 or 2009. 
in in retrospect, it's I still like it because it holds a special place in my heart as being one of the first records that yeah yeah it was a record that me and my dad listened to together yeah and we would both just fucking yell along to it it was dope but as soon as I found out it was like Max Cavalera was endorsing this head I was like all right so I know it's sick it's a it's a great sounding head it's an underrated head and uh, it sound it just sounds so fucking good I can't wait to fucking hear it in person I've played through one before it was a long time ago I remember thinking it was awesome but coming at it with fresh ears yeah. is gonna be an experience but what I was gonna say was mm-hmm. you know that that head is completely fucked when you sent me the iPhone video and the audio in the iPhone video was amazing when the I, when the shitty fucking phone audio is that good you know you got a winner like yeah, oh, come yeah. On. and you know what you know what i'm gonna put this out there i i hope that us talking about this this podcast is gonna blow up i don't give a shit you know what i'm putting it out there i believe you will it into existence that's that's what i believe a wise person once told me that and I will, I will stick to that. And I think that the thirty-one twenty, thirty-one twenty, the thirty-one twenty, yeah, will have a resurgence in the year twenty twenty-two. I can see it because bands like On Death are using it, and yeah. they are they just announced a tour with Dying Fetus and Chelsea Grin and Frozen Soul. And I don't know if there was another band on there, but it's like that's a big tour. It's a big tour for. It's a big tour in general. It's a very big tour for On Death, and it's a big tour for the visibility of that band. And I think with the vi- with that band at their level, with their visibility, there's dorks like you and me that are gonna go see them and be like, "What fucking amps are they using? Oh, it's that. I need it." Oh, absolutely. So I think I think that it'll probably pop up in resurgence. Um, whether whether it's from us talking about it on this podcast or not, or them using them, or Kyle Bull's videos. Exactly. Whenever he decides to do one, shout out Kyle Bull. But um, yeah, that's the gear I've got recently. Kind of went yeah. on a. It was really long winded. I still feel like we left shit out. Like we could have talked about fuck man i don't know i mean i got oh you know what you know what what i did forget something i got the uh bk butler tube works uh mos valve mb962 power amp yes and and i got the rocktron widowmaker and whoo boy those two they sound so good together with a, with a little boost in front of in front of that 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 uh you know that dirty channel on the widowmaker you just i throw on that that nobles that that i got from you yep it's just so fucking dirty it's so nasty that it's thing like is it's like nasty. it's like you want to like squint your eyes and like talk in a low voice and go you're so fucking dirty you're so <laughs> fu- you're so naughty like this man is sick oh, i'm sick in the fucking head brother but it's 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 just what it's like the combination is one of those things where you're like fuck man you know those two are a very good pairing they are also a very good pairing with that cab I mean I honestly think it it's a testament to the fact that you guys just killed it with that cab 
in general, but like that that Widowmaker with the uh, Moss Valve sounds great. Mm-hmm. It sounds meant to be. Um, but then the thirty one twenty also sounds like that too. It's like those are all perfect together, and they're and they're di- they're different sounds, but they're both amazing in their own way. You know what I mean? And that cab is wired for stereo, so you could do all of that. You could plug all of that shit in. Yeah, just just a little just a little fun fact. Uh, so I had no idea how to wire speakers. I had uh, our good pal Jeremy here come over to my house, and we thought it was gonna be a quick little quick little doodad, you know, just kind of throw some wires together. He ended up being at my house for fucking almost, what, five hours? It was like that part in fucking uh, Die Hard 3 when they're trying to disarm the bomb. Oh, yeah. It, it really it really was. It was very reminiscent of that. But we were trying... I, I wanted the cab to be, you know, the two stereo forum jacks and the one 8 mono jack, like, you know, the standard Mesa cabs do. And of course, Mesa being who they are, just decided not to have any sort of, you know, readable wiring diagrams online. The fucking schematics were all wiped off the internet, whether it be from forums from like 2003, where nobody posts and the all the old images got deleted from the host. Yeah. Or... Uh, you try and search for it on Mesa's website and the link has moved so the URL is dead and you can't fucking find it. So all you can do is pop open your own Mesa cab and uh, take a picture of the inside of the back plate because you can't even do a Google fucking search to find that shit. And that's exactly what we did. We popped open my Mesa oversized 412 that I've had for many years and took a look and guess what? We fucking did it. So, uh, if you're listening and you want to know how to get that Mesa 4x12 wiring, I we, we got you. We, we got know, you covered. We know how to do it now. And you know what? It fucking sucked putting it together. But the end result was very worth it. And I think that everybody's going to see that. And we did it without the dummy jack. Ooh. Mesa puts that dummy jack on there. We didn't even need to. Oh, yeah. We got around it. Oh, yeah. Did some good shit there, but uh, yeah. So, uh, Rocktron with the Moss Valve. Those are two things I got, and those those are the things I forgot to mention before. Yeah, but that's pretty much everything new I got. I think that covers it then. Yeah, I mean, I I guarantee that sooner or later I'll have something new. You'll have something new. There's always something we are gonna grab on a whim. You know, like, it's just, it's bound to happen. I did forget one thing. Oh? That, uh, Carl's Custom Guitars Attenuator. Oh! Shout uh, out, Carl. Shout Carl. out. Carl! Shout out, Carl. Uh, shout out, Guitars, and shout out the fact that his are custom. Uh. Car- Carl's a pretty fucking big deal in, these, in, in, this, in this part of town, okay? So, uh, so I got it from Atomic Used, uh-huh. but, uh. It is $45 new. It is a passive attenuator. And uh, it's fucking sick. So you just plug it in between the head and the cab. And then you just control the volume. And then you can just crank your amp. So if uh, 
if you got nice. like an old uh, classic Marshall or something where the the preamp gain is really tied into the the power amp, so you're really using and controlling the gain with the master volume. Yeah, yeah all that. Uh, you can at least control. You can tame the beast with the attenuator. You can get that. You can get that. That sweet. That sweet cranked headroom. You know, like the fucking. You know, when you crank a JMP. When you yep. hear a crank JMP, you can get that, but at bedroom volume, where yeah. you're not going to piss off your neighbors or piss off your roommates or, in my case, your fucking family. You yeah. Know. So that thing is fucking cool. Uh, I'll probably buy more of them just for studio shit. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Yeah, I don't know. I think that actually covers it, though. I think that's everything. Yeah. And, I mean, I would say I feel like... Uh, for a uh, first first episode, this is uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty substantial. I don't know where we're sitting at lengthwise. I want to say it says an hour ten, but we may have bullshitted a little bit at the beginning, so it may be it's probably right at an hour. And you know what? That's fine. I think that's perfect. Um, I will say that uh, what's it called? So you know, obviously, we both play guitar. We're both gearheads, but we also have bands. We do bands. We write music. We put out music. We both are, you know, we both produce and mix master. One is better than the other. I'm not naming names, but Jeremy's better at it. And, uh, uh, yeah, uh, we, I started a band called Immersed in Pain. It's a death metal band. It's on, uh, Mega Stomp Records at this point which is very sick check it out it's very sick but uh it's uh me jeremy our friend brendan our friend brian and uh that's pretty much the only thing that i'm currently doing uh i know uh are you do you have anything else you're doing right now um i got a whole bunch of shit in the works i don't know if any of it's gonna pan out um i got songs here and there i got people interested in stuff here and there but i think it's too soon to really say um i i feel i feel like it's safe to say that both of us are the kind of guys that are just like we get an idea for something like we listen to something we're like i want to do this kind of thing and then we just write a bunch of shit for it that's in that vein you know i i have probably what 16 or 17 different side projects that i've done just to see if i can do it you know i'll go through a phase or something like that yeah i try and you know what the the recording quality isn't amazing for all of it it's gotten better over time but you know needless to say we're both doing shit so i'm sure there will be something is something on the horizon something coming up if we're not talking about it by the next episode maybe who knows anything this, could happen it's true um, i would like to get this episode out around the time that we do a second episode so hopefully by the time that you're listening to this we will you. have episode two recorded and hopefully with a guest in one form or another that would be dope we're gonna get uh stevie wonder you heard it here first. We got Stevie Wonder coming up next. Uh, he's going to talk to us about his first BC Rich Warlock. And, uh, I mean, he really got it for the paint job. 
Do we go out on that? <laughs> on that note, I'm That's Jonah. It. Run it. Roll it. <laughs> Play us out. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Two Different World Podcast. Peace. Oh, oh, oh.